You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Welcome, Welcome to the Smoking Word. Welcome, Welcome to the Smoking Word. What's up, what's up, everybody? The Smoking Word podcast is always brought to you by CasaTheRock.com. That's my merch store. You know the drill. Go there if you want to support the show. If uh, international, um, go to CasaTheRock.eu, and my bro Theo will take care of you. So, again, if you want to support the show, you could cop the merch at CasaTheRock.com U.S., and casadarock.eu for the rest of the universe. And like always, super shout out to my Patreon family. Again, Patreon's a way you could uh, invest in the show. If you like what you hear and you got as low as two bucks, we got a couple of different tiers where we offer a lot of exclusive stuff. Um, Patreon just got hit over the head with a couple new videos. So if you want to get the podcast first, if you want to get exclusive videos, or if you want to just support the show and have it keep going, patreon.com slash the smoking word. One more time, patreon.com slash the smoking word. We about to do some big things. So thank you for support your support. We love you. Shout out to CC delivery. You know, what's up keeping my brain free. Third Coast family, you know what's up. Follow me on Instagram, Hoya Rock the D57, the Smoking Word Podcast on Instagram. It's very, very important. You all subscribe to the podcast and go right now to YouTube and subscribe to Smoking Word TV. When you subscribe to this to the podcast, it helps us elevate our podcast and it puts us in the mix with everybody else's. So Smoking Word TV. Smoking Word Podcast, subscribe. And this week on the Smoking Word, I wanted to take it to Brooklyn. So I got my boy Mike and John. Some of the rhythm section of Brooklyn's finest, Candaria. Let's set this off. Yo, yo, yo. You hear me? You hear me? Yes, yo, yo, yo. Yeah, I What's see up, you and yo, I hear up? you. What? Yeah. What's, what's up, up fellas? What's, what's happening? Up, How are you? Good to see you and even better to see you guys together because even though it's not, you know, in, in person, this is almost like semi in person. At least two of you guys are like next <laughs> to each other. Yeah, 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 man. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, definitely, no, man. No, I'm glad. We've been talking for a minute trying to line it up and I'm in the middle of moving, so oh. I, and so I usually have a fuck, you know, I, I'm 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 really really slow and really caveman, so I put up a a board where I gotta write everything, oh, right? Oh, I see. And so yeah. I had to take everything down. So oh, I, I've been so scatterbrained, and usually I, I keep everything in order. Right. So I, lining shit up with you, I've been wanting to get you guys for a minute. I, I had you. you man. I, I made a list a long time ago. When I first started doing it, of oh, all right, these are these are people I gotta get, and that I want to get, and then some people come, you know, um, um, get um, ran through the the podcast mill. So then I put them on the back burner because I don't like <laughs> I don't like regurgitating. I let it, you know, I replant it, let it come up, and then I I pop it off. But um, now I was glad I seen you guys for some reason. It, I seen you working at stuff again, and I was like. Okay, now it's time. Let me get, let me get, try to get them on. And you were telling me that you were able to get Mike. 
I was right, like, right, right. even better. I did. Yeah. I was planning to do you guys. I wanted all you guys eventually, mm -hmm. but I was gonna do you by yourself. And then right. I was like, you said again, Mike. I said even better. Mm -hmm. And then you know, and this is my first time I think having um two guys in the same room. <laughs> it's true because you've had a bunch of different guests, but it's like everybody all chiming in on Zoom, so it's yeah. like uh, looking like Brady Bunch style. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? You know, yeah. but just a little bit more uglier most of the time. <laughs> but now, nah, yeah. but all right, well, yeah, but good. I'm nah, but I'm glad to see you both. And and it's funny because um, I, I I got a lot of this history with both you guys, mm -hmm. and there's some funny, uh, some bugged out shit. With well, first of all, like I was just telling my boy with, with Mike. Let's start with well, Mike. I was like, yeah, you know, I was like, uh, you know, I go, I'm glad to get him. All uh, Mike's gonna be on. I go, people don't know. I go, Mike was probably one of the first fillings that I, that ever filled in for me. Right. And I said, yeah. and, and and he did it at a at a real important time in my life. And I was like, you know, I, I I'm glad that it was him because it made me look like, wow, they needed to get a killer to to fill, <laughs> a, to fill in. You know, even though I played, you know, one finger, two strings, they're like, oh, okay, they had to bring out the <laughs> the, the big guns <laughs> and with john with you mm -hmm. it, it's pretty funny so people don't know we'll get into it in our past that we played when we were younger yeah yeah right yeah. but mm -hmm. now we'll get into that quick but the funny story real quickly and then we'll tap in was i didn't know that was you for many years really for yeah, many I, I got you i got you i could see that I could see that. So I was so a like, quiet guy. I was quiet, you know? Yeah. So, okay. We'll, we'll start like that. We'll go a little bit backwards. Why I was saying, because this is why it's bugged out, well, well, you know? So, all right. First, let everybody know. So, um, um, we're talking about um your first band, how we first met, you know? Right, right, right. With your first band. Let everybody know who your first band was, and then I'll kind of jump in where... All right. My first band was called Close Call. I was in a band with Mike Scandato from Inhuman. And uh, and then some friends who kind of were around in the music scene for a while, but then they kind of dropped off. My friend Wayne, our, our mutual friend Wayne uh, Schneiderman, and um, and uh, my friend Tommy and my friend Mark Nolan. Um, that was that was pretty much the band. Uh, but yeah, we 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 were doing our thing back in the late '80s, the very late '80s into the. And I think the band lasted like two years, maybe. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. and, and then after that, I played in a band called Patterns with Less. Yes. And uh, and Mike. And uh, and Wayne as well. Wayne played drums as well. So I don't know which. Hold on one second, Mike. You were in patterns from the beginning. No, not from the beginning. Okay. Right? Yeah. Right. Not for, not, I'm not sure exactly how long patterns was even around, but right. I was in patterns. I want to say for like maybe the last year mm -hmm. or so, maybe year and a half, maybe it was two. Like I said, right, I, I right. can't recall exactly. How All right. Because, yeah, because I don't remember you with them. I just remember you. I just remember one day we, we were kicking it and it seemed yeah, like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, you, know, know, you, and I, you and I first met when I was in Marauder already. Okay. Yeah. But Marauder we first met later on. Yeah. Well, what's happened that? All right. Yeah. Cause I was wondering, yeah, I didn't know that right now, right. but with the patterns. So you, you were in, how long was patterns around for? Because so everybody who's listening patterns was a, yeah, a, a band out of Brooklyn that was right. around for a, a second with in, in this, crazy time in new york hardcore where yeah. there was yeah. a lot of uh um what do you call it borough bands yeah 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 there yeah, were you're right absolutely. you're right and it was it was a really strange time um 
I think we were around about, I would say probably about a year, year and a half, maybe two years max. Yeah. I, I wish I could just text. Well, I probably could text less, but I don't know if I get back from him. But I'd say that's about <laughs> yeah. right. Because we only, we made, I think we made a couple of demos at Don Fury. That's all we yeah. did. It was you the know. edge of insanity or edge of sanity or enjoy the sanity, something like that, right? The first demo, there was uh, the white demo that would have called, uh, I think, less so you did the cover and then, the, no. There was a couple different things. That's why it seemed like longer because it seemed like you guys worked a lot. So basically with my first band, Demise, Oh, the later, the late, right. the, the later end of those shows, right. we would oh play God, of our that's years. Right. That's right. Was, we would always play the crazy country club. That's right. That's right. Us, us Marauder, Patterns, the whole crew. That's right. Yep. Man. It seemed like every week. Great we memories. Yeah, yeah. Great yeah. memories. You know. And this is the thing. So, you know, I remember, and this is what I said back then. This is why it's funny with you. I remember seeing you play, and you were quiet. You know, we would bullshit or whatever. Everybody would kind of hang on. I remember seeing. I said. He's too good for that band. <laughs> I said that, I swear. And not that I thought Patterns wasn't good. I just said, this dude doesn't belong in hardcore. He's too good for hardcore. Uh, I was I like, I remember that. being like, no, I remember being in, I was like, because I was already, again, um, uh, it's funny how, um, and it's good with that. You, I got both of you guys, because both of you guys are shredders. I cause okay. That's what you got. But you're from a shredder. You're shredders from a different era of shredding it's uh, from you got more not that you guys can't do this other shit but you if it, it the the guitar work from the heaviness was more towards a thrash influence from that hour sure, er, era mm -hmm. then now it's more uh, maybe a death black metal influence first mm -hmm. as their first metal influence the newer right. generation yeah 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 which that's is definitely true that's definitely true for me i was definitely more into the more metal sort of the crossover stuff like leeway and Cro-Mags, you know, I was into the more, I, I definitely was into guitar players. So yeah, there, yeah. there was some guys in the scene, in the scene that inspired me that I was really like, really into. Who, who, who are the guys in the scene, guitar guys? You, um, that you had I to would, pick that you were like early on, you were like, oh, those I, guys I, are killers. I would have to say Dr. No, I mean, right off the bat, he was a definitely a huge influence. I mean, um, who was it? Uh, Mike from Leeway, he was, just an incredible player. Oh, I, yeah. always, I always looked up to him and even their sound. I mean, that band, just the production and, and the style and the tightness of that band was so a much inspiration for me. And, the, you know, I mean, Paris, of course, was definitely an inspiration as a writer, as, as, a, as a player as well. Um, but yeah, those, those are probably the top three. Yeah. Um, I was into all kinds of stuff, but, but mainly that was, those were the bands in the hardcore scene that I really gravitated towards. Of course, all, all the bands, you know, like, uh, Agnostic Front, Sick of It All, um, even the earlier stuff like Bold and Judge. I was into those bands, but I was really into the, I was into guitar playing at that yeah, time. Yeah, of course, I could tell that. Yeah, definitely. You know? And Mike, how, you you know each other from kids or whether you guys meet? Okay, well, with the way we met was, and it's funny, it seems like so many different people's, you know, first sort of shows in hardcore in particular were like at, you know, uh, YMCA's <laughs> yeah. and you know things. Well, like that's that. our he era. I hate to be that guy. Yes, I, because exactly. especially you guys look young, young, <laughs> and you guys say that I'm I'm feeling older, older. But yeah, you're right. YMCA's and garages. Where yeah, the fuck sure, we can sure. play? So there was a YMCA that um, where the hell was that anyway? It was in Flatbush. It was oh, on, okay, I believe it was on. 
uh, escapes right don't matter what matter what it was but anyway so there was this big hardcore show out at uh this ymca john was playing in patterns at the time and i was in a different hardcore band called rampage mm -hmm. rampage uh it was different than the rampage that was i think there was a rampage if i'm not mistaken from the bronx too a couple of years yeah. later but it's a great rampage, name rampage that's a good yeah, one right? this this rampage i don't know if you if you remember a guy with a call a lot <laughs> may not sound too PC, but everyone just referred to him as Black Jesse. Jesse yeah, Jesse yeah, 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 yeah. Jesse Wilson. Sure. Okay. I know, nowadays you got to put a disclaimer. The I know, you I know what I'm saying. I don't want to get my head chopped off calling him Black when Jesse. When this mic comes off, you don't want no part of me. You guys know <laughs> that already, whatever. So that was the band, and I guess I was probably 15, which would have made John about 17 or 16 Ooh. or something like that. Yeah. And you know, besides the fact that we we're both in hardcore bands, we both liked lots of different music too. Mm -hmm. I know you do, man. You, you, I listen to your podcast all the time. You grew up a lot, listen to a lot of different styles of music. Yeah. So the connection that we made was, um, I just started warming up because I, I was going to play a little bit. So I started playing the bass line to the song Three Days by Jane's Addiction. So around 1990, 91, if you were a bass player, Everybody was kind of, you know, and you were trying yeah. to like expand your horizons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody was playing some like Jane's Addiction stuff or something like that. Sure, yeah. So I start playing the bass line and from across the, the, the backstage, as I call it, is literally like where they stored like the seats and stuff. <laughs> the you know equipment. what I mean? The gym equipment. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I'm playing the bass line and from across the room on cue, here comes the guitar line. John <laughs> starts interjecting it. So the two of us, we just, we pick our heads up what we're doing and we see each other across this room playing the song and we just start walking towards each other playing the song. <laughs> it's like a bromance. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say, brother, yeah. It was like the meatball with the, the, the spaghetti and- uh, <laughs> Yes, <crab>. exactly, exactly. <laughs> we just start yeah, yeah. Up, you know, like that. Exactly. And then we that's introduce dumb. ourselves to each other. We're like, oh, you like Jane's Addiction too? Oh, we'll bend you in, blah, blah, blah. Ooh. And that's how it is. Right. And the thing that's so crazy is John and I now are entering our 32nd year of making music together. <laughs> All for that chance, that one chance with a coexistence right there. Crazy. Th man. Thank you, Jane's Addiction, right? There you go, yeah. <laughs> we got two people to thank, Jane's Addiction and our old singer Les from right. Patterns because... Yeah. I was just hanging out, running around the streets with Les, getting into trouble. And then yeah. his bass player left me. He's like, yo, you want to come join my band? I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> okay, now let me ask you this, Mike. But all right, now, before I ask Bebop, mm -hmm. I'm going to call you. Yeah, that's it, right? If, if I, know, guys, I know, you know, I know. know me a long time. <laughs> I know, I know. You understand? I had to throw you out of there. But, no, I don't Mike, mind it at all, man. Why, bass, how, why bass and how bass? All right. You're a killer, but and I and I say I that. I first of all, all of Candaria are murderers, and, and why I love it because that's New York's um um like our Meshuggah. Not that even you guys sound like them, but you know how they oh the technical killers from there. Well, sure, this is sure. ours. Sure, right. I got you. You guys are ours. That's what I, I always used to think about. That's it. And Candaria could only come from New York City. Sure, yeah. yeah, no place yeah. else on the True. planet. True. Yeah, and, and, and how base? So how base? Okay, base. Bases started out was in in 1987. I was, Josh, in, I was into metal. I was into metal. Still, hey, that's all. Wow, you've been playing, playing. I don't really know why, but okay. So 87, I'm into metal. I'm into thrash metal for the most part. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, I, I, I don't even 87. I don't even think I truly understood the difference between a guitar, a guitar, and a bass. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I'm looking through like some kind of Sears catalog, right, for around Christmas time, and I see this. 
what now I realized was a knockoff version of a Jackson Flying V like Randy Rhodes played. But it's mm. like the Sears has no name yeah. on the headstock. It's just some cheap thing. Um, so I tell my mom, this is what I want for Christmas. And she thinks I'm crazy. She's like, but you don't play guitar. I was like, that's why I need this right here. So I can learn how to play guitar. And so I buy the guitar. She, excuse me. She gives me this guitar for Christmas. I play it for like two or three months. And I realize this isn't what I wanted to play. Mm. I want, I, I'm hearing something different. And I realize my friend tells me, he goes, no, motherfucker, you want to play the bass. That's the bass that would go. I'm like, oh, that's what. That's what critical <laughs> Frankie from Anthrax plays the bass. Oh, yeah. Steve Harris is the bass. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. That's that's what I want to do. So summer of 1988, I save up enough money from working as a busboy in this Italian restaurant to walk into the music store, Maggio Music on uh, 18th Avenue in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. And I see my, my Area Pro 2 hanging on the wall. It's oh, like yeah. $189 or something like that. And I save up my cheddar from, uh, from you know, working as a busboy. And I bought my first bass. And for better or for worse, here <laughs> I <laughs> And my first bass was a used Area Pro. Uh, yeah, and I had a look in the, in the used um, uh, instrument section in the yeah. newspaper. Yeah, and yeah. same thing, money I saved up. And I was like, it's black. <laughs> and, and, and I, you know, this dude uses one. That's the one. I always wanted a Fender P bass, but I was like, Whoa, 500 Ooh, bucks? Oh, that should yeah, seem like no 5,000. I was like, get out of here. That was not going to happen. Yeah. And in the I early days, too. and in the early bad. days, you know, I would see even like the old pictures, the OGs, you know, with the, the P bass. And I'm like, man, I yeah, want right, that. Sure, yeah. And then I was like, yeah. um, and then um, <laughs> I ended up buying a knockoff early on. So I had a thing in my er in early demise that looked like a P bass, but it was like, wasn't a P bass. Some like, but it wasn't a P bass. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> was it? If I can, and, and and you, bebop how guitar? Now let me. Uh, your first style had to be something more than rock. Well, honestly, what happened with me was I actually didn't. Kind of, I, I was into metal at the time. I was into music growing up. You know, growing up, and you know how it is. Yeah, Brooklyn. To Brooklyn has a lot of a lot of back then, especially had a lot of like rock and metal. Sure, like, yeah, you know, like, totally. like exactly. Um, so when I was when I was growing up, and I started getting into rock and metal and everything like that. At the same time, my dad, came, my dad was trying to like get me to do different things. He wanted me to go. He wanted me to be like. He wanted me to get into baseball. I tried that. It didn't work. He wanted me to you know think about being an artist that didn't really work out too well it did but anyway one day he decided I was going to play an instrument this is his decision my dad's like listen I, I thought about it you're going to play an instrument pick one and I go I'll play the drums he goes nope you're going to play the guitar it's like all right so thank god it. he brought home he brought home an acoustic guitar he brought home this beautiful nylon string guitar that I still have and uh, he paid for lessons um he started I, he started paying for lessons and I think me and my best friend, Tommy Trippy, who lived up the block from me, we both, I think somehow I got hooked up with his teacher. And um, yeah, that was it. Um, and then I started playing, my first real true band was on, uh, was honestly, it was a Black Sabbath cover band called All right, well, Atomic that's Fear. And that was just great. me and Mike Scandato. That was it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and so he, he, we bug out about that because we didn't. Work, it was just me and him sitting there playing Black Sabbath. Songs. So before the guitar, so before your pops choosing the guitar, you didn't even think about playing an instrument. No, I did not. I didn't. 
Yeah, you, yeah, he, he luck. You know, I mean, he did good. He did good. Little foresight, right? I mean, you think about yeah. it. <laughs> you know, uh, well, you call it what you want. Like Nostradamus, you know, you, <laughs> that was also mad shit. He fucked up. Pop, that was one of the baseball, football, guitar. You know, he hit one. He's like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad. I'm so glad he did. I honestly, I still to this day, I'm so thankful he did. That's like the greatest gift he could ever give me because I still, I, I'm, I still just love music so much. I'm, I'm obsessed, you know. Um, but uh, I mean, for me, that was it, man. And to this day, I haven't never stopped. I never put it down once. And, and am I crazy, or did you used to play with one of those little teardrop picks? The teardrop? Yeah, I did, man. I had, I had. Man, listen, I'm gonna <laughs> fucking break this right now. <laughs> Weed only affects the short, the short term, not the long term. I remember these things. That's it. Because yeah. I want to, because I want to say you were probably one of the first real shredders I met in real life, like in person. Like, That's wow, true. he could really play. Like, I knew guys that could play, but I was like, well, like, no. Nah. Thanks, I, I, man. I appreciate that guy that, could man. play. Thank you. Yeah. No, you one hundred percent right, man. Because I remember the first time that I really got to see him play before I was in patterns too it was after we made that little mm -hmm. chance encounter as I said but I was like damn this dude he doesn't play like the even the way the best guy plays that yeah. I'm friends with you know what I mean like he he plays like an adult that's what I'm saying like, yeah, see, kids, like you know? I when I saw you play then this is why it's, I didn't think rock or whatever I said oh he he must have played like oldies and that that type of mm. other guitar like I just felt like because your style wasn't it did. It, it had. There was more to it than oh, he's just a good metal guitar. You know what I, I mean? It was. That, man, I, I think maybe it's because I, I, you know, my dad, you know, played music throughout the, throughout. You know, when I was a kid, I grew up on like Earth, Wind, and Fire, a lot of soul, a lot of R and B, yeah. um, you know, a lot of disco, a lot of freestyle, yeah. all different kinds of music. So maybe that was part of it. Yeah, you know? and then you guys, so you guys link up after you had the spaghetti and meatballs, <laughs> like playing to Jane's Addiction. Yeah, believe, but yeah. all right, then what happened? So. You 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 hook up? Uh, are you start jamming? When how does the connect with jamming together start become? Well, how does that happen? Well, well, I came down to the first patterns rehearsal, right? And right, we right. just sort of jumped right into the deep end. I was now the bass player right. of patterns. Right? Oh, so you guys were looking? You you were jamming? You met? And then coincidentally, you we met, you guys we met bass with the two different bands. Their yeah. bass player. At, it's almost like simultaneously. All these things happen. happen at the same time right, within right. like a month or two period. Yeah, right. I'm hanging out with Les every single day of the week. Their bass player, Greg, leaves. Yep. Rampage is sort of dwindling down. One of the guys, I think, went to school or something. We, you know, whatever. And um, so I just slide right in there and we start doing patterns for however long it was. Yes. Right? And then the first thing that happens, I think, was that me, John... And oh, the show started getting a little bit few and far between. It was like a time too where there was a very big dry spell. Like yeah. we weren't, we couldn't get a, on a matinee show. Or actually, no, you know what? It was when CBS wasn't even having. Yeah, there wasn't many. It was too much just it trouble. Was... <laughs> right. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Too many friends. And of we weren't the only ones. Fun. You guys are. <laughs> That's what tough. I'm saying. Too many friends of all of us were having yeah, yeah. too much fun being yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah. You said no more matinees. Right, right. No mas. So, yeah, exactly. No mas. So, um, so then we decided, like me, John, and Wayne started, Wayne was the drummer, Wayne was also, John, if John was the best guitar player and played like an adult, Wayne was the best drummer yeah, he was, in he our was, Brooklyn scene. He, he was, was like a Rush fanatic, so you yeah. know he could play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whether you loved his style or not, he could play. 
Yeah. So we decided we're just going to start writing some other material, expand our horizons a little mm -hmm. bit. You know what I mean? I right, think yeah. a couple of us too. Remember when Warzone made that one record that was a little bit experimental? Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot different. But yeah. <laughs> so no, I, I think that everybody kind of felt like, well, we could start doing a little bit something yeah, sure. different. Hell yeah. And so we did, and we started making, you know, different different songs. Mm -hmm. And at first, the other guys, Les and our rhythm guitar player, Jane Medina, were down. Right. They were yeah, into yeah. it. Mm -hmm. But then I think that, I don't know, I guess maybe they just saw the writing on the wall, and they saw, like, this connection between the three of us mm -hmm. might have been a little bit stronger than right. as the five unit. Right. And then they just sort of drifted away and you know and we yeah. and and patterns ended and me john and wayne decided to start doing this new in like 92 maybe I, or yeah i think you're right like that 90, night, maybe sometime yeah. in 92 yeah. something a little bit more uh rock oriented right. yeah you know um, you know it was like grunge was getting yeah, grunge was yeah big, songs you, know? you guys wanted to write songs we yeah, wanted to we write did. songs exactly and mm -hmm. it was just more than anything it was like we loved I mean, I, well, I still loved hardcore and was always sure, at yeah. hardcore shows, mm -hmm. but there wasn't like a, there wasn't enough to sustain. It wasn't like even like two, three years later, it was like, yo, hardcore is back as no, far yeah, as yeah, maybe no, sure. no one had a record deal or anything like that. But still there were shows and you could have a scene and, you yeah. know, and, and, and all that, you know? Yeah, we, we, we started writing stuff. I mean, you know. We, we were into bands like Jane's Addiction and like, you know, yeah. Nine Inch Nails started doing something really cool. I think, was that their first record, the Nine Inch Nails record? Had yeah, like, like a whole, 89, right? 90, yeah. it was the first with a yeah. Right, so there was all this record, di yeah. different kind of music that was happening and we were, you know, we were interested in that. And uh, so we just started writing songs and then, like Mike said, me, him and Wayne kind of really formed this kind of like unit within that unit. And, um, Eventually, we just broke away and did our own thing, and it was the band was called Dead Air, and we did our thing for a good four years or so. Damn, that's awesome. yeah, it was about four years. Yeah, it, was, yeah. it was about four years. You right, know? Right, yeah. right. So that's a long run. So you start doing that. You guys are, are playing. So you two were probably continuously on the same wave as far as where you wanted the yeah. where your next. Uh, 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 um, where you want to take your music to next or like what yeah, was the right. next? I, I would right. say that's true. Yeah, right, right, yeah. Right. definitely so. There actually was a time when me and you weren't playing together, actually. That's whenever, you know, things started slowing down for Dead Air years later and then Mike got an offer to, to jump on the road with Marauder. Yeah. That's and when you that did the Marauder thing. time, which didn't last very long. Yeah, it was like maybe uh, not... Maybe one year. I think right. it was 1997. Mm -hmm. That yeah. was it. It was uh, Dead Air was still going down. Mm -hmm. uh, Marauder had just gotten their deal to put. That's out what it was because you were record. busy with them. It seemed longer because you yeah. were busy with them. That's what yeah, it was. Yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. Right. So, um, so Rick, what it was was Rick Lopez, Marauder's bass player. Um, he had gotten a job because it was still a time where nobody knew this could be some kind of career or anything like that. You still had to have a job, you know. <laughs> So Rick had a good street. I forget exactly what it is. He was working like elevators. Yeah, yeah. Water Street. It was like elevators, yeah, elevators. Elevator guy. Shout like out that. to Rick Lopez. I haven't talked to Rick Lopez 20 years or something. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. You got a good memory like me, man. So um, so Rick, you know, and Saab came as like, yo, do you think you can jump on this tour? Mm -hmm. Right. And I'm like, you know what? I would love to do this. It was going to Europe for about like six weeks headlining marauder tour is going to be good so i was like it's going to be dope you know i was like yes bet absolutely i'm down to do this mm -hmm. so i went ahead and i did it all this time i'm thinking to myself well this is just going to be fun this is going to be like sort of like you know my introduction to this 
to the game, so to yeah, speak. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Rock star kind of sleepaway yeah. camp in Europe for six Yeah, get years. your real shit. Go away. Oh, yeah, overseas. That was your first overseas tour, right? Yeah, first overseas tours, my first tour, period, Everything. first time, anything. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I don't even know if I had played, maybe I had played like in Connecticut or New Jersey, Got you. Time, but that's it. Um, and I figured, okay, well, I'm going to go and Rick's going to come back into the band. So I'm just going to take what I learned here back to dead air mm -hmm. and try and make something pop off a little bit more from that. Little do we know that like two weeks into the tour, we get Rick gets a uh, Rick calls up Vinny and is like, yo, I think that this job that I have right now is just a little too good. Mm. See if Mikey wants the gig. Right. Yeah. And that was just kind of then you what happened up. right there. You know, we came home and there was some, yeah, I don't know, there was some other what call like, you know, extenuating sort of life circumstances and with the band. So I came home from yeah. that tour in 90, uh, around Christmas time of 96. We got back into dead air, but shortly into dead air like january of 97 i left the band mm. the band started fizzling out uh -huh. that's when we were Everybody, already they're in, friends and that, yeah with and they're in, we were already yeah. friends with oh, the so, okay 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 so hold on so all right <clears throat> stop right there and remember that because i didn't know that i thought <clears throat> i didn't know can i heard of candiria a while ago i thought you guys were in from jump no, from no, the no, early, no. early. No, but all right. No. So, Bebop, you went when the first band when he went to a Marauder. Where were you? I was still, I was still doing Dead Air for a bit. But what what happened was, I got into a really bad car accident. Yeah. Um. Mm -hmm. And, and I, was that late '95 or '96? You remember '96? He remembers. Yeah, he yeah. remembers my memories. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, in 96. It's the. It's the. You know. I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't know nothing. Exactly. But anyway. Yeah. It's the vitamin THC. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, in in '96 on Christmas, I actually yeah. got I got in a really really bad wreck with my ex girl my ex girlfriend at the time, um, and uh, I got I had like a surgery. So it was at a moment where Mike had left. Dead Air was sort of not doing that great anyway, you know. Um, and Mike went to go do the Marauder thing, and it just gave me time to kind of think. And then at the same time, I got a call from Carly around yeah right around january or so and he's like yo 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 son <laughs> yo I, I need a guitar player you want to join my band and i was like um at the time i was thinking about quitting music you know and i spoke to my dad and my dad was like listen you stick to it you gotta you know you're working hard you stay with it something will happen and 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 like literally a week later that's when carly called shout me. out to your pops man oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Shout yeah out tell him to pick me if, if he's still on this earth tell him to give me some lotto numbers <laughs> i think he might be like oh so okay so now now you just schooled me on some shit that i didn't know so all right carly calls you all right yeah. so you guys knew them i thought right. you guys were in with the early version of this because right. i'll tell you real quick where i first heard of candiria was through beto Okay, Beto, okay. a long time ago, he's like, yo, he goes, there's, he goes, you gotta check out this new death metal, black metal band, whatever, whatever, you guys were, whatever the metal was considered at the time, or whatever, <laughs> but he was like, yo, they're dope, he goes, yo, they got this black kid, he sings, yo, he sings hard, but, but yo, he got like swag, he, Beto said swag before the we didn't say swag, but course, said, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, he yeah. knew he was like, but I remember him being amped about it, mm -hmm. and as a matter of fact. Candiria had a show at this one place that it was right across, it was on right off of Broadway. It was downstairs and they oh, would have some shows, man. I'm gonna remember the name in a minute. I mean, 
Yeah, I think that was it. It was downstairs, and you yeah. got and, and, and they had a show, and I went with Beto because Beto mm-hmm. loved it. Yeah. But then, all right, I, I I didn't really put together who was in the band, and then later on, boom, we're playing with Candiria, and it's with you guys. Yeah, so I, sure, I yeah. you know, I didn't put it together. So what happened? Carly calls you up. Carly calls me up, and he says, uh, "Chris Puma, the original guitar player, left, and uh, he asked me to join." And and um, I jumped. I jumped right into it with them and I started hitting the road. And this is at a time when we didn't have a bass player. We, we did an entire, I think an entire year yeah, without a bass a year. player. Yeah. And then uh, I forget what was happening with Mike, but at the time, but I was, I was doing all this stuff with Candiria. And now Candiria was, once that band started like really doing their thing, everyone in New York was talking about this band. And yeah. it was just like every musician, everyone who was going to shows, everyone was talking about this band. And um, I was really honored kind of really that they, they asked me to join. Um, but our connection with them came a little bit earlier because Dead Air, we rehearsed in the same space, Dead Air and Candiria. Mm-hmm. So we would jam together, we would hang together, we would, then we started playing shows together. And they were weird shows, you know, back in, back at that time, as you know, they were mixed bills. Mixed bills happen all the time. Yep. We would do shows with like Crisis, Dead Air, Candiria, it was all like a mixed bill. Um, so we did have that friendship. And that's why I guess I got the call from Ken because he knew that, you know, I could, I could hold my own and he, and they gave me the shot and I was um, I jumped right on the road with them and we did uh, we did stints throughout the year. And then um, it was a very obvious thing. Mike hit me up. I remember this phone call. Mike hit me up. He's like, yo, you're playing in Candiria? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were straight up. They're one of my favorite bands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they were my friends, but they were also because they were yeah. pushing. They were just doing something were, different. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they were they pushing. Were exciting. It. They were really so, cool. Yeah. So that's what I was going to say. Early Candiria, was it pushing it like you guys pushed it with you guys as far as? being crazy and technical and just yes yeah yeah they were already they were already touching into that they were right. already but they were definitely like a weird death metal sure, yeah. that's why that's, i'm not uh, surprised that beto was definitely the one <laughs> yes. who tipped you off because beto loved death metal he's yes. one of the first people from the hardcore scene yes that i knew that was that absolutely was, that he was loved it and he and, and i remember that now yeah. I, I use you guys uh, um, Candiria a lot, and when, when I got a lot of theories on not just hardcore, but music, but especially in hardcore that I, I use different timelines and associations with things. Now, please tell me if I'm wrong, but this is what I, the way I took what Candiria was, and, 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 and you know, from my looking out at you guys, I was like, I go, um, this is the difference between the hardcore scene and a metal scene. And I'm a metal guy. I love metal. Don't get me wrong. Without with those hardcore motherfuckers, but I love that metal shit. That I I, I started bringing that shit into Madball. Yeah, you know what I mean, I I love it. But I was like, those guys. Well, Candiria. Even all the times I remember Candiria, no matter sonically, didn't have to sound like Minor Threat. The attitude always was a hardcore attitude. The, right. the, the delivery, you could tell from the way you guys acted. How you know. We all come from that type of world, despite what the dish is. You know what I mean? We all came from the same cooking school. You know what I mean? (laughs) But so, but I took it this. I say, you see, Candiri, I go, you know, uh, I go, uh, um, um, in hardcore music, punk rock, whatever you want to call it nowadays, I say we have more grades where, meaning like, you could go from the garage to the storefront to the bar. Mm-hmm. to the whatever mm-hmm. in metal it seems to be battle the bands or you got to get weight to get booked for the big national act 100 sure. yeah and exactly. i said battle the bands all the more all the more exactly <laughs> and i said yeah. now candiria would be in that but they were 
they wanted to play. They had their ties to the underground. Sure. And I said, that's why they were accepted by the hardcore band, sure. by the hardcore scene, because not only were they hardcore people, but that the attitude and they had somewhere to play. Sure, yeah. You yeah. know, and I was like, am I right or wrong that there's more of a, uh, the, the high school level for bands and hardcore, like sure. the way Absolutely. to work your tears up than in metal or whatever. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, totally. Like you say, it's like these, these, these little jumps yes. as opposed to just boom, boom. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that. Yeah. I, I think that also has to do with this, those guys in the band, even in the early days before me and Mike were part of it, they too came up at that, in that time that Mike was talking about where things kind of were weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was a weird time. Shows were not like, yeah. It was like a, you know, there was a little bit of like, I don't know, the music scene, the underground music scene, although there was a lot of musicians, there just wasn't like that institution that you have now, you know, true. in, in a no. sense. It's true. It seemed like, you know, there were shows where they were put together, but it didn't mm -hmm. feel like they, they meshed together. They were put right. together, then everybody went back. Yeah, it was a weird time. It was, you know, it was that, a strange time. Yep. Yeah, and that's what I was saying about why, and it's crazy still how Candaria went in and, and, and it became like, you know, like the couch. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We were, exactly. It's, it's like true. the band was just happening. It's, over it's not like weird to be like, if you mention New York hardcore and you mention Candiri, it doesn't seem out of place. If you mention right. metal or whatever and you say Candiri, it doesn't seem out of place. Yeah, that's yeah. like a, it's a, that's an accomplishment you guys could put under your belt mm -hmm. that I don't think could be planned. You know, like you couldn't I, I, plan to do that. It's a hard thing to no, do. No, I agree. I mean, I, there's not many bands, I guess, because we sort of, you know, we didn't fit anywhere, so we fit anywhere kind yeah. of thing, if that sure. makes any sense. Sure. I mean, yeah. we, we played shows with Agnostic Front. We yeah. played shows with Bad Brains. We played yeah. shows with, uh, Neurosis and with, with, with with Neurosis and then Clutch. Mm -hmm. but, and then also, even though probably the weirdest thing was later in our days, once we got established, we were out on the tour with, with Drowning Pool. You remember sure. them? Yeah, right? of you course. It was great. Kind of like yeah. a weird sort of thing where right. it was just like, you know, I, I think that's it. I think that it's just where people, they, you know, you can either look at something and say, all right, this may not be what I'm used to, but I see something real. This isn't contrived. Yeah. So it may not fit into Ooh. the box that I'm thinking right now, yeah. but I'm going to give this a chance. You know, I think that's why we got accepted so much from the, the clutch crowd because yeah. they're just like, yo, these guys jam. Yeah. yeah Cause they jam real dudes. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? For sure. So, you know what yeah. it is also for, a more metallic band, you guys got that jam thing to it that yeah. those type of bands don't have yeah, a jam sure, thing because yeah. they can't play like that. You yeah, know, to jam, yeah. you got to be even a jam jamming out, even if it ain't freestyle, to be able to have a good jam session means you're able to freestyle if needed. Sure, yeah, and sure. a lot of those guys are great and mm -hmm. technical, but they don't got that thing to just rock out and you know, let's play off each other. Like, oh, go into this now by a head sure, movement yeah, or yeah, like, yeah. oh, I'm going to do this. All right. You know how it is when you're playing <laughs> sure, live yeah, and you yeah, hit yeah. those yeah. those special pockets that you only hit when you guys are vibing, you know, it, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's crazy. And what was the you guys did um, um, Europe to um, Candaria, right? You guys never did Europe. We did, we did some, but did. not a lot. Not yeah, a lot. It, it, it's, it's funny because Candaria for all of the all of the mileage that we had, we did not really get a lot of different things that a lot of other bands sort of got. That seemed a circumstance, opportunity. Like, remember what? With the very, very first time we were supposed to go to Europe, the first time we were supposed to go to Europe oh, that's right. was with, um, with Marauder. Uh -huh. And I was going to do double duty playing mm -hmm. bass yeah. for Candiria and for Marauder. For whatever reason, 
that ended up not happening. Then the next time we go, that we, we actually get to go to Europe, we're going to, uh, um, to Europe with, uh, with a Dillinger escape plan. Wow. Two or three days into the tour, the whole tour gets canceled. We got to wow. come home. And next time, that's in 2000. Next time we're supposed to go to Europe, it's going to be, yes, finally, Kandiri gets to play all of Europe proper. What happens? 9-11. And that gets canceled. We can't go out to Europe again. So it's just like one thing after another. And then, so that's 2001. And then what's the next thing that throws a little bit of sort of, you know, uh, monkey wrench into things? One year later from 9-11, Candiria gets whacked up by a semi-truck. We're off the road for a year. (laughs) So it's just one thing after another that is like, you know, very, very strange, very, very yeah. strange sort of, you know, series of circumstances where a band that had so much sort of yeah. hype and so much kind of momentum, yeah, one thing or another just prevented us from being able to, you know, completely dot yeah. the I and cross the T, so to yeah, speak. Yeah, yeah. So did you ever make it to fucking Europe? We did. We did. 2003, we went to the, the year after that, we went and <laughs> made Fury Fest. Okay. <laughs> Which is now, I guess it's the same guy. It's Hellfest. Hellfest. It's Hellfest. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. But so I guess to answer your question too, as far as Candiria never did a, a proper European tour. We did wow. seven dates. Some dates. We did seven. We did dates. Dates. Right? Just separate dates. Wow. You know what that's I mean? crazy. But not like, not like, like, you know, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Proper tour. You got, you, you guys. Yeah. You probably, Mavo was probably to me like the very, very first hardcore band that I was you know, I considered my sort of peers. It's not yeah, the front sure. brothers. No, you, you are, I mean? of course. Of course. Go beyond that. Of course. Um, you guys were the first ones. I remember I was working in the, the Roadrunner mailroom and I was Ooh. like, yo, these guys, <laughs> not only they got Siderian Europe, they're going to yeah. play Dynamo? Yeah, I know. Yeah, oh my God, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't for, believe it. I was like, this is First sick. of all, that's dope that you worked at the Roadrunner mailroom. That's yeah. also a thing that, you know, you'll never hear stories about that era again yeah yeah that was great dude that i mean just like like the other like i remember what it called uh on the last podcast you did with uh with brian fair you guys were talking about the ice cream shop up in watch in uh yeah 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 employed the hardcore scene well straight up the roadrunner hell yeah everybody if it was in effect and then roadrunner had everybody cds whether it was Madball or suffocation or yeah, this exactly. Or that, you know. That's where I learned all my metal shit was like I was already into metal, sure. but when I got signed a Roadrunner and we were able to go there and just take whatever and we want. Storage, right? That's yeah. where I discovered X Order. I discovered Machine Head. Like mm-hmm. I remember Willie being my he goes, listen to this shit. I never <laughs> forget it. And it was the Machine Head. Before it just dropped, we had a copy, and I remember looked at him, I go, man. We gotta fucking so like we gotta step, step up, up game right? up. Like, up. whoa, like you know, I'm like, all right, we ain't a metal band, but I always took from the metal bands um the big production, big guitars. I said I cause people, you know, I know how you know, I, I played a lot of festivals. I was lucky to play a lot with, you know, the big dogs, the big OG metal. And I was always like, um, you know, they know we're super hardcore, but I was like, I also want them to know that we know we're subsonically. Like right. not not all of us play like shit. Yeah, and not all of us sound true. like shit. Yeah. And I want to let you know how gorillas could make that shit sound mm. like a machine. So, yeah. But I got that from the metal guys. Like, man, sound, guitar tone, tones, like paying yeah, attention yeah, yeah, to a yeah. tone, not just put it on 10. Right, like right, right. tones and what does it do? Okay, my bass sound, I'm going to 
I'm gonna um EQ my bass sound according to the guitar. So this is later on, but I learned that paying attention to the metal guys. Then I said, right, right. Yeah. now yeah. I'm gonna hit Hopefully you over the head with your own stuff. weapon, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. No, that, that's it. That's what set. That's what made Madball sound yeah. like a professional band yeah. when the rest of us were kind of like yeah, making demos. Yeah, yeah, you know what? Because again, and again, because guys like Maddie Henderson, who's, and, and Willie, these guys were seasoned, not only that, also really, you know, and they learned the craft, you know, yeah. in, not just in school, but to have the thing like you, very well-rounded, they paid attention to the game. And Matt, I learned everything from Maddie Henderson. Mm-hmm. Like, my ear, like, I did, I had zero ear. I had chops, but I had no, I wasn't aware of my surroundings. Maddie made me aware of, look at you got riffs, dude. You, you, you know, it's dope. Now pay attention to everything around you to, so everything fits smooth. So you don't just yeah, got to basically bang it in. Exactly. You know, I would just hammer shit in when he's like, yo, file this or file that, let it sit in. And I'm like, wow. And mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's definitely a more mature yeah. sort of musician way of looking at it, right? Because right. in the beginning, hardcore is everything is louder than the next thing. Yeah. Everything's on 10. 10. But Maddie had the foresight, I guess, to understand how everybody needs to carve out sonic territory. Yeah. So you sound that much bigger and yeah. you are not stepping on what this guy's doing. And exactly. And sound weaker than it could because you're not, you know, respectful. Now, now let me ask you this for your band specifically, because you're in a band full of killers, even though all you motherfuckers understand the theory, what we're just talking about, volume or whatever. Was there ever a time somebody in the band, there's always somebody who probably wants to be a little bit more, not in an ego, but like, yo, I should be a little louder or like, I need the drums got to be a little louder or like, you know what I mean? Like my section's a little more, you know, needs to be a little bit more like, you know what I mean? Like I I would say, I would say, honestly, if there was anyone in the band that kind of felt that way, it was probably me. Okay. No, because there's always one and it ain't a bad or good. It's just, it's like that. You know, you got the one guy who's like, yo, I'm cool with being here. And other guys like that guys like turning up just a little bit. Yeah, get to me. You know, we were competing with Ken, really. Okay, that's what I'm saying. All right. If there was any one person who was the loudest, it was by far was Ken. Yeah. You, and that, you're I, never gonna help that. That yeah. was impossible. To hit the impossible. Drum, he hit the drums, it's just it was it was nuts, man. It was really nuts. When he would sound check the snare, ridiculous. I could feel it in my teeth. I could feel my cavities loosening or something. You know, like I was just like, what a what 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 a guy to play with. Yeah, yeah. he was yeah. phenomenal. I mean, absolute, yeah, it was an absolute blessing yeah. that we were able to get to play with that guy for as long as we did. Yeah, I'll tell you, wow. man. I honestly do feel like it doesn't matter how good you are. When you play with a guy like that, everyone else looks at you and, and they're like, hmm, he must be good. You know what I mean? So, Not true. That's true. I mean, that's you gotta be true. you gotta be a certain level to to you know to hang with him, but he will make you look that's how good he is. He will yeah, make yeah. everyone around him look like they Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Look at, they look at you like, holy shit, you play with him, you know? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's what I said. I remember yeah. no early on, always. And that's Rick Ross. That's that's his guy. Riggs is yeah, always yeah, like, yeah, yeah. no, but everybody's yeah. like in every way you look at him, you're like, oh, you put him in any band. Right, uh, right. You could put this dude in any band. Like, he almost belongs, like, by himself. I almost yeah. don't think he needs a band. Like, he just needs sounds so he could play. Yeah, drums. no, he, he could. He definitely could, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I know this for certain that Ken has written on his own, I mean, thousands of songs on his wow, own. His, I mean, you know. I hate you guys. I hate all you guys. <laughs> Why? You guys use too many strings, too many notes. <laughs> you guys are too uh, on time. And I, 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 he, 
Ken Ken was when he was a younger guy and he got into music. He was he was from what I know. I, I would just say like you know he was like an he was obsessed. He recorded yeah, yeah. music obsessively, and uh, it turned him. He he became this incredibly knowledgeable musician who who inspired so many people, as you know. I mean, yeah. and for us to be able to play with him was a real real like treat. It was. And that's perfect. It was like you guys found each other because all you guys. You know, you guys being in certain other bands just don't make sense. Not that you right. couldn't play it, but you couldn't come off right, like right, how yeah. you guys would want to come yeah, off. Yeah. And when you guys, so you both joined at the same time? No. Within, John yeah, was within just a year. about a year. Right. Yeah, a year. Yeah. John was spent like, John spent, I think, the majority of 97 right. in Candiria. The majority of 97, I was still in Marauder. Right. Uh -huh. And then Marauder uh, went on hiatus. Mm -hmm. um, it escapes me exactly right now, even the reason. We're like we, yeah. There was some lineup changes, you know, uh, yeah. Vinny, the original drummer, left, mm -hmm. and we got Joe Darkside playing drums, Anthony, the original guitar player, left, and we had Beto playing yep. drums. I forgot uh, about playing that. Playing guitar. <laughs> I forgot about that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. In there, and then it just, it started slowing down a little bit. Um, so, so Candiria, John, and the guys in Candiria, it's not like they didn't want to have a bass player. Mm -hmm. It's just they didn't want to just pick anybody right. just to have a body filling space. They were right. like, well, we can just do this on our own. Right. Yeah. So I think it was when the opportunity came about, that was it. So yeah. I joined in 98, John joined in 97. And you know what it was too? I think it was that just by the time I joined and within the first six months to a year of me being in the band is when the band started really playing a lot. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's why people thought like, if this was your first inclination, like, oh, look, who are they these together. guys, that's it. Little, only a few amount of people knew. Well, no, this band has actually been around for like three years already yeah, doing right. their thing, and sure. it's just now in '98 we're more visible. Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, you know. yeah. yeah, yeah. We wound up, we wound up getting picked up by uh, Bay Ridge Talent. Um, Can really like yeah. really things really started picking up around yeah. that time. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, and I, because it, yeah, because it, I heard of you guys for a while mm -hmm. and I didn't put it together till we played shows. So, I, like, to me, it just seemed like, oh, that's you guys and whatever. Right, and that's right, the, right. the shit I was saying with you. I didn't, so year, you know, all right, you know, patterns, those days go and, you know, everybody goes where they go. Right, of course. I don't see nothing. Right. <laughs> we've had shows with Candiria. I've yeah, seen, yeah, yeah. I, I've seen you. I've seen you motherfuckers. Even mm -hmm. when we were talking with some of this shit, and I don't know what came up. Oh, I, was, I think I heard you on a podcast or something. Okay. It had to be something, but something where it came up, and I heard you. I go, wait a minute. Is that fucking beat? I go, because I would look. I go, is that beam up? <laughs> no. I said, come on. Look, I, again, I'm getting a goose pimples because I, I bugging myself out. I go, that's fucking him. All this time, I played shows with him, and I never brought up those days because, again, number one, um, as much as we, we we played a bunch of those shows together, sure. it was before um, cell phones, before mm. a lot of this. There's barely even pictures of that. And yeah, my first yeah. band, I played 15 shows, and probably five of them were there. So mm -hmm. it's it sticks out in my head a lot and even things with you like i remember like with the pick maybe and with you being the player because i remember being like wow you know i was starting to get more into playing and right. being around good players was a, ha a dime a dozen unless you were already in a big band and we didn't know you know we were all the, the younger guys you know what sure. i mean yeah. Yeah. so certain things i remember and not too late i put it together it was you i said yo i used to fucking play with him with my first band <laughs> like yeah. 
every yeah. other fucking weekend at fucking yeah. crazy country club or wherever. Yeah, man. But you know what? The thing is, I don't remember those times myself, man. Like, it's not like I came up to you and I was like, yo, you remember those days? Back yeah, yeah, days? yeah. Like, it just, like you said, man, I mean, it was, a, it, was a, it was a long time ago. There was a lot of time in between. And then we wound up on stage together, sharing the stage. And it was just like, it was like a, another life. But it's, yeah, yeah. Great to, it's a great to think back about all the history we do have. You know? Yeah, because I remember that. I remember, and I remember because you were more, you were Brooklyn more Guido. Oh yeah, I remember that. Oh, yeah. You were Brooklyn Guido. Nah, that's what, and I remember <laughs> being like, man, he's too good for a hardcore band. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I fuck that, that guy. And and, and, and and um, Mike, um, obviously, like I said in the beginning, you filled in for me. Um, which I thank you always, you know, what's up. That was a great, and, that was a great thing, man. I, I, as I said, we'd have called in the past. The only thing that was bad about it is that you weren't there. Yeah. <laughs> if you were there, then I would have been chilling. Yeah, yeah. We, somehow we could have made it work. How, what did you do? Was it, uh, uh, you did a couple little runs, right? You did a couple. Uh, no, things. just one. It was, I believe, let me think for a minute in Paul, Kill Your Idols, Paul, um, yeah. had contacted me because I think he maybe did a fill-in for you once yes. or yes. something he, like they that. Want, it was you and him only, and I wanted to just keep it like that because I said, you know, I only need, it's either him or Steve Harris. You know? <laughs> so the only guys that can kind of take me otherwise, but no. It's a... so, so Paul contacts me. He's like, look, man, Hoya, I think I think maybe you had to have, I think he had, have a, uh, he had eye surgery. Yeah, 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 yeah. What it was. So... He contacts me. He said, would you ever do this? Because I can't. And I was like, yo, that would be so much fun. Yeah, heck yeah, dude. Just hook me up. He comes, he comes over to my house. He brings me a CD. These are all the songs that you'll need to learn. So I, you know, I, I learned them. Mitz came by my house too. And, 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 you know, we went over things and whatnot. And, but it was only one tour. And it was okay. a big one. It yeah. was, it was Madball opening for. As I lay dying. dying. Yeah, that's what those it was. dudes were were really big at the time, yeah. right? It was before they had their whole drama, <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. later, later on. It was <laughs> like the original sort of lineup. Um, but it was it was a big metal tour. Norma Jean, a life once lost, I think. Wow. Um I could be wrong about a life once lost. No, no, but yeah, it was but it was a good one. Yeah, it, it, it was a big metal tour. Episodes. Yeah, big yeah. Rooms, you know what I mean, and all yeah, that cool. stuff like that. And uh and it and it was dope. It was it was really great. I loved the fact too that you know Madball operated this tight, very concise unit. It was the four band members. Mm -hmm. uh, your tour manager at the time was a guy named Gabe. Yeah, um, and that was it. In the van, roll. You know, Mitz was like, "Yo, you don't have to do anything but play. You use all of Hoya's gear." I was yeah. like, "Word, absolutely. <laughs> I don't gotta bring nothing. Everything yeah. there, done." Let's go. You uh, know uh, what yeah. I mean? No, that's and, dope. Uh, I love that. Oh, it's dope. It was definitely dope. It was, yeah. I that's great. Time. That feeling when you don't got to do shit. I remember. Oh, I heck, yeah, yeah. I remember Mitz all day. He's like, look, we can't afford full on text, but I hired As I Lay Dying's people to do our post show stuff. Yeah. He's like, so you and me and Rig, we hook up all the gear. We yeah. do our show. As soon as that show is done, that last minute, man, he goes, Mike, you hand your bass to so-and-so, and it's Miller time, and you don't got to do nothing yeah. for the rest of the night, but <laughs> have a good time. Uh, and that was what it was. And you know what I mean? It was, uh, it was a great time. It was a good time. I, I remember doing um, our, our first, like, real U.S. toy was a downset, a doggy dog, okay. you know, a mad ball. And um, we're like... So they're like, Maddie goes, yo, they, we got text. We're going to, we're gonna, you know, we're splitting text with doggy dog. So we got text. I go, oh, shit, we got a tech. And, and I remember, I go, word. And I look at Maddie and go, so I, I remember this perfectly. What exactly does the tech do? Like, wait a minute. <laughs>
like, is he just going to carry the amp? They go, no, he carries it. And I go, and Maddie's like, no, he tunes the guitar. I go, wait, wait, wait. And he's going to tune my bass. So you mean I just go there. I hands it to me and I play. I'm like, come on. Are you sure? Are you sure? Like, I was like, this ain't real. Like, get the fuck out of here. It's true. I, 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 still, I still don't believe it's true. It, it's real because the only tour I ever had a tech on was the one that I filled in for they, you. Guys. I, I think it's the only one I ever had a tech. Yeah, it's bullshit. It never, it never I happened. Had a guitar tech, a bass tech, it never really happened. It fucking, um. And what's up with the other guys? Eventually, I want to get Carly on too. I want to get him on for sure. Oh, that'd be good. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, sure. Well, I got like. Yeah, you, you better put some extra time. I'm going to call it, I'll make it an extra long one because you guys are going to be just rolling laughter. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. No, just, I, he's just the most, one of the most funny, ridiculous yeah. people. When we're yeah. the three of us still to this day, if he were to walk in the room, it would be like it was. <laughs> 1998, 1999, yeah. and always yeah. laughing and making jokes. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's great. Yeah, no, that's the best shit. No, but especially with you, with you guys as a it's a it's a, a a cool and interesting band, and where you guys fell in the, in in, the, in place in in the history of the hardcore scene, which is it just bugged out to me. But I, that's the part I love about it. Like like I said, where it seems so natural when it shouldn't be, yeah. but it you yeah. know it is because it is natural. Right. Yeah, no, it definitely, definitely, it definitely was, you know, mm -hmm. um, different than right. I mean, I think like the older generation too remembers a time when there was more like shows that had hardcore and punk bands, but sure. when hardcore was hardcore punk, not right, yeah. when it evolved into more of the yes. hardcore metal, metal yeah. sort of scene. I yeah. think that, uh, for oh, sure, I guess like maybe at some point people just started getting a little bit sort of gatekeeperish, mm. you know what I mean? And it was for like. Sure you had to be one thing or another and if you were weren't yeah. if you didn't fit the mold mm -hmm. then you were some kind of sellout or you were a poser or there's not yeah. punk we can't hang out with yeah them. yeah yeah and yeah it's, it's sort true. of like all right well what yeah, happened to you know all of us against the world now yeah, we're, yeah, yeah, now yeah, we're yeah. not we're not together you yeah, know yeah but it I, is what it is you know everything comes in sort of waves and cycles and everything also, yeah there was also that i mean you know for for us it was um you know ralphie boy yeah. was booking shows yes and we gotcha. would play with this associate and they were like crust punk, punk. whatever mm -hmm. you know i guess you could just call them crust punk yeah so they were already different but they you know they loved all kinds of music they love even though they would be candary if they if they knew how to play <laughs> 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 Ralphie would love that. But, yeah. uh, uh, they, so they would book Candiria with Dissociate, Crisis. Um, we would play all different kinds of bands. So I think that sure. also played a role in it. It was who was booking the venues. Yeah. You know, Ralphie booked CDs, so we would play there all the time. Yeah. Um, it was just a really vibrant um, yeah. scene back then because yeah. you did have mixed bills. But then, then you know, here's a great example of the tour that the Madball tour that Mike did. That was a mixed bill too. You you know, Madball was technically the odd band on the bill. Absolutely. I personally love when I the love best. the odd sort of Me too. on the bill. It's yeah, the who best. Wants to see four four death. I mean, somebody uh, obviously yeah, wants yeah. to, but I don't want to see four <laughs> Not, death exactly. metal bands or yeah. four exactly. this kind of band or four. Sure. You know, something you want to have a little bit of variation just to mix it up and keep it flavorful. So yes. You can appreciate the next guy because the previous thing you just saw wasn't doing something like sure, that. Exactly. Yeah. You know what it is with certain bands, especially like with you guys and with us, they associate a specific sound and a yeah. style. Mm -hmm. They they assume that oh that's all the the that's the 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 hole they want to fit you in. Like yeah, Mabel, we're those hardcore dudes. Yeah, we're flying the flag, but 
I want to play with Machine Head. I want to play with yeah. whoever the fuck else. We did Corn Limb Biscuit tour. Yeah, yeah. You know, we, we, you know, we always played and always will play with anybody and everybody who shows us love. Because right. there's a lot of people in our own world that showed us no love. Yeah, right. absolutely. And a lot, a lot. Ah. This is the thing I try to tell people out there. Like, I, I say this with my chest out, you know, like a band like Limp used to be the hardcores uh, um, um, uh, on the tip of every hardcore kid's joke, yeah, you know, um, a Limp Biscuit. Yeah, but guess what? Let me tell everybody out there, if you haven't heard, that a lot of these OG hardcore bands never took Madball nowhere. Mm -hmm. That's number one. We were on a record label that was the biggest record label at the time for metal, and all these metal guys, which I love, loved us, wanted Freddie on records and wanted on stage, Ask how many tours they did with Madball. Zero. Zero Nobody right. took us on tour. Fred Durst, her, my boy was working with him. You know, he has, uh, he never claimed to be a hardcore guy, but he likes some AF, some punk. My boy goes, yo, you ever heard his brother's band? Heard the Madball shit? He goes, yo, that shit is cool. You think they'd be down to play? Met Freddie. He goes, you think they're down to do a little run with us? Two weeks later, we're doing an arena tour. Madball, Limp Bizkit, Corn. Incredible. So everybody could talk shit all they want. They mm -hmm. always get mad love from me mm -hmm. because Madball wasn't selling one ticket on that tour. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. You understand? That's they didn't the do it for, they don't need hardcore credit because they, they don't, don't give need, a fuck yeah. about the hardcore scene because yeah, they exactly. don't need to because it ain't about that. What it is, they showed love to their homeboy. They liked what they heard. Mm -hmm. And boom, a lot of people talk it, but don't walk it. Right. So, yeah, true. you know what I mean? Absolutely. I, 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 no, absolutely. It's true. Like you said, he didn't need, he didn't need to bring you guys out there. You know, that was, not, all, that was all love. That I was got like to the, play. Yeah, that was we like played the, the first we, time that we went out for Hellfest too. Yeah, the guy who brought us out there, he didn't need to bring us out there. Mm -hmm. It was just he was a huge fan. He did the right thing. You know, yeah, what he I mean? wanted he to hear it. Yeah, to see us man. We had just gotten smacked up with a call in an accident. Yeah, he, you know, he was like, "Oh my God, I almost had, I almost didn't get the chance to." Ever yeah, I want you fan play. Now that you survived this accident, please come. I want you. Hell yeah. And it was Absolutely. One of the best, I think John would agree. One of the best experiences we ever had. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And that, was, and that was dope. And then, and now, like, you guys, where you guys are rehearsing today, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We are rehearsing. Are you jamming? Not, not, for, not for Candiria. That's but, what I was going to uh, ask. I, I had a feeling it was for something else, right? Yeah. Right. 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 I started writing songs um, through the pandemic. And uh, for a while, I was, I had this other project called Spilacopa that I've had for many, many years alongside Candiria. It was always my side project. And, you know, Mike always used to jump on tracks here and there. And like, you know, um, I had all like Ken would be a part of it. All different right. kinds of people would, would uh, you know, jump on songs and stuff. But um, in the last year or so, I wound up getting picked up by uh, Chris Enriquez from uh, Spotlights. You know, Chris. Yeah. Um, played, Shout out know, to Chris. So, Hell yeah, yeah, definitely. Chris is great people. And the he best. started... He started managing me. Dope. So, uh, but you know, and I was gonna, I was writing music to put it out under the Spilacopa name. And Mike was, Mike was already down. We were already rehearsing and playing with, playing, gearing up to play some shows. And then the idea um, came up to rebrand, sort of, and and put that old name to rest because I'd used it for so long, and I had other musicians involved, like Greg Pucciato from the Dillinger Escape Plan. And Crazy. like, um, you know, Julie Christmas from Made Out of Babies and like, you know, this dude, cool Jeff shit. Rashid. So there were all these names connected to it. And no matter what I did, even though I haven't worked with these people for so long, anytime anyone mentioned my name, 
you know, these people's names would come up and it's not a terrible thing, but I just kind of like, I was kind of over that. I was like yeah. kind of over of being associated with this yeah, thing sure. that once was, you know, whatever, however yeah. many years ago. So, uh, you know, um, I started just using my own name, Lamakia. Yeah. And uh, so for some reason that got people excited. I wound up getting picked up by uh, Aqualam Records, great people. And uh, things are starting to, you know, things are things are happening. And I, I, it, it's like really, really a great experience so far. And what's the stuff like? What it's 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 guitar work stuff, song singing songs, really more like songwriting stuff. You're really you're singing. Yeah, I'm singing. Um, I have a, a female vocalist in the band right now doing live stuff. Her name's Andrea Horn. She's a really great, really great oh. songwriter and a singer. Uh, Mike, of course, is incredible. Always holding it down. I mean, yeah, he's I, he's I. Masomeno, masomeno. So I, I just feel really fortunate, man. I have I have great musicians on stage with me that are leaders in their own right. They could everyone in the band could lead their own band yeah. if they wanted to. Um, and uh, I'm very fortunate to have Chris backing me up, and yeah. uh, very fortunate to have Aqualand Records. We're shooting videos. We're playing see shows. That. We're doing all kinds of cool stuff. That's and, what I was uh, saying. Is that what you you're, you're focusing on right now with, with yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's that's what I'm focusing on. I'm pretty sure Mike and also Mikey is too. always doing. Mike's always got other cool stuff happening. But right now, I'm I'm pretty sure this is yeah. Good. This this is really what I'm you know. Right now. I, after Candiria went away for a while, like at the time that I uh, filled in for you, that was my thing. I was yeah. bass player for hire. Mm. Yeah, you know what I mean. If, if yeah. an opportunity came out. Um, that's exactly what I did. But now in the past couple of years, um, I have, you know, I have a soon to be seven year old son. Ah, good. Hell yeah. To like spread myself too thin. So, you know, my main objective right now is to take care and raise my son and also help, you know, John out, you know, with his music because, uh, you know, as I said, I don't want to spread myself too thin. And I like, I like, I like the music would have called that. That yeah, he's playing. You know what I mean. That he's that he's writing. You know what yeah. I mean. So I'm definitely. I'm not looking to do anything. I'm not looking to be in four bands at one time. Anyway. I got you. Yeah, I've yeah. Had different opportunities in the past year too. I've turned down a couple of things that other people be like, well, maybe you shouldn't have turned that down. I'm like, <laughs> nah. But you know what? It's it's it just depends on what you want out of life, right? Sure, absolutely. Yeah. I could take that opportunity, and that's a nice payday mm-hmm. but in the same regard that's going to mean that i'm on the road away from my family enough said you don't got to say do if right it means now. if it has anything to do with your kid or your family there's no price that you could put on it that it, that can make i don't want to hear i don't care how good the check is unless your your child's in the gutter and has no food yeah that right. different that's store. it and you go exactly. otherwise there's no price you could put if you're happy and what it seems by what you're saying is um you're at a spot right now where you could do both and, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. That's what I'm it. saying. It's you know, it's uh, if 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 you don't split like in the past, I've been used to being in like four or five bands at a clip, but with no kid and a, and a and a wife who knew this about me from the jump off. Yeah. Then you know what I mean. It's like I can go right. out there and get lost, and no one sees me for you know for six months, and it's it, it is yeah. what it is. But that's not that's not how I'm raising my my son. Not you know what I mean. I, I look at it as like I did not have a father presence in my life. So it's going to be damned if I'm going to be some absentee father. Right? Good for you. <laughs> Absolutely. That not happen. That, that's fucking very important. I salute you for that because that's very important, especially nowadays. <clears throat> and especially you saying that 
especially coming from somebody who didn't have their father around. I was lucky. I got my father still around. I had my mother rest in peace, but I come from a good family. I also know that nine out of 10 of our friends didn't have that. Yeah, yeah So I know how lucky I was. So when I hear people breaking the chain, like they say, like what you're doing, mm-hmm. and by the way you're saying it, I, I know how real you are when you're like, there's, that's how it should be. Yeah, straight and up. There's just there's, that's there's important. No, uh, there's no debate with a cola. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, <laughs> exactly. And, and Candaria. So, what, what, no, 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 Candaria. No more. No more. <laughs> yeah, right? A little well, something, I mean, maybe time, later. You know, look, we. I don't know. We we try, man. It, it's hard. Ken's on the West Coast. Carly, oh. Carly is Carly's. You know, he works. He has a full. He's works full time. Um, he he works on his own music, and it just it's. Candaria isn't the type of thing where you can just pick it up. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. If if we don't have like, it took us how long to get? You know, Ken wasn't in the band the last last uh, ren- the last rendition of of Candaria. Yeah. we had his new guy Dan. It took him a year just to get in shape. Absolutely, good luck. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. It was yeah, you was get a drum a machine. The only way you got is a drum machine. It was a lot of work. Dan's one of the best metal drummers out there yeah. too, and it took him. It took him as long as yeah. it took him for him to feel comfortable, and also for us to be like, nah, nah, nah. Yeah, nah. it's up you to par. Yeah. Right, you ain't ready yet, and now you're ready, and you know what right. I mean. Ooh, so it's, that's it's a different. hard shoes yeah. to fill. It really man. is. It's tremendous shoes to fill. Yeah. And, tremendous. And, and with Candiria having the reputation we we had, you can't come out and do it halfway. It has Facts. to be right. Yeah. It has to be right. And you until it was in. right, we couldn't do it. So now you know, Dan. We did a bunch of touring. We mm-hmm. did Warp Tour in yeah, 2017. Warped. We mm-hmm. went to Europe. We did uh, we did a one-off in Europe. We did two tours in the U.S. Um, you know, they were okay. They were mixed, you know. But yeah. then when we got home from Warp Tour and shortly after that, I think after one of the tours we did in 2018, Dan got married. He, he had a kid. Our guitar player, Julio, had he a kid. married, had a kid. You know, we weren't making any money on the road. You know how it is. Yeah. Um, so we came home and these guys are like, look, we want to start family. So, you know, Dan wound up gotcha. being a full-time job. Julio started working. So, you know, that was that. And, and yeah. you know, it ain't going to be right. Like, at this point in my life, if, if, if Carly's not in the band of or course. if Ken's not in the band, one or the other. Yeah, 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 I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Me, I know you mean. Those are the two, to me, like, those are the guys that were irreplaceable. And we yeah. did replace Ken. We got lucky with that. But yeah. you know, like without one of them at this point, I'm not interested personally. Yeah, yeah. I have no interest. I hear you. I well, like that's the good. idea of putting out like music, you know, whatever we have like, oh, yeah. a whole bunch of stuff laying around. I would work on songs, but I don't I'm not in like in any way, shape, or form looking to get in a room and rehearse again to get ready to go play shows just to break up again. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, I feel yeah, yeah. Like I, I'm in the same boat, like I, I won't invest in nothing unless I'm gonna see it grow. Like I was telling my boy that the other day, I was like you know, there's some people that just want to bust the nut and leave. I go, I want to bust the nut and raise that kid. And I mean, <laughs> yeah. that, with, I and I mean yeah. that with music, you know what oh, I mean? Like, oh. I want to see it grow up. I want to see it get big. I want to see it prosper. I want to invest right. in it. I want to build it. I want to, you know, mold it, right, <laughs> you know, right, or right. else I won't fuck with it, you know, basically, right, right. you know. Uh, abs- absolutely. Yeah, uh, but, you know, definitely makes sense. One thing I think that me and John both have come to terms with, too, is that We'll never say never when it comes to Candiria. True. Because you never True. know what's, what's going to happen. I learned that too. Because even the last time that we got together to, you know, play uh, the Black and Blue Bowl in 2015, right. and then we, we got a record contract with 
you know, with, with yeah. Metal Blade Records. This yeah. wasn't some like, you know, some I, small, you know, I know, I know yeah, we're talking yeah, about yeah. like one of the premier metal labels came yeah. to us yeah. and said, yo, if Candiria is getting back together, we want to be in the Candiria business. Right. Technically right now too, Candiria is inactive for the past couple of years, but we still have a recording contract with Metal Blade. Yeah, when, yeah. If we have a new record to put out, Metal Blade's going to put it out. That's yeah, a yeah. pretty nice position sure. to be in. Definitely. Right? You have yeah. a lot worse problems <laughs> than, you know, <laughs> Just I might, I might have to that. start working on. <laughs> yeah, well, let's uh, do that. Like, I can't even. This is a Candiria hand. You need like a fucking. Forget that. I got two yeah, thumbs. One of these, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's Candiria. <laughs> I play like Mabble songs like this. You can play with your thumbs and shit. Yeah, no, but one of the tightest bands out there, though. One that, of the yeah, bands ever. Man. Trying, you know. Again, we we take from the shredders and we learn. You know, we don't got a hundred fingers, but we got elbows that work oh, like a motherfucker. They work. You know? man, they work. <laughs> yeah, no, but, absolutely. You look at the this. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's I forget what the term is. You may know it or may not, right? But there's there's a particular term in uh, in the Japanese language where they talk about taking one thing mm. and being a master. Yes. Yeah, I've heard that. I know you mean noodles or yep. this or that, and you become a master of it. Mm-hmm. Yes. So now I love when I see things like that. Like, what's better to what's better to no, you? For sure. I, I personally think that if I walk into a restaurant, say it's a diner, sometimes yeah. that's nice because you open up and you're like, my God, this is a 25 page menu. Yeah. I could eat anything I possibly want. But where do you have like the greatest meals? When you the walk into that time. little small cafe, they make five things on the menu and you yeah. taste it and you're like, this yeah. is perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This you is can, absolutely can... perfect. And to me, that's what Madball is. Thank you. Madball is not this thing where you're going to go in there and say, oh, I don't know, John wants pancakes. I want French onion soup. Yeah. You know, Hoyer wants me to call this. You know what I'm saying? It's like this. Everybody comes in and says, no, this is, we're going to give you the mad ball souffle. Yeah. And you are going to taste this and you yeah. are going to love yeah. this. Yeah. And but, no, thank you, you for sure. Mean? No, again, that's what we do. Like, I think every band that's like a good little sum for every band out there is like, work with what you got. Don't try to be who you're not. Absolutely. And and yeah. be the best as corny as it sounds. It's a fact. Be the best version of yourselves. Yeah, because absolutely. You, you it's you can lie for so long. Mm. You know, there's mm. no there's no perfect liars because humans aren't made perfect. Right. We would be godlike, and none absolutely. of us are gods. I hate to break it to all you guys out there who think, <laughs> but um, but no, definitely. I'm glad. No, but I'm definitely glad I was able to catch up with you guys. I think it was important for me personally out of the besides being friends and we had history like i just talked and i think also just in the in, in the hardcore scene the the way you guys fell in where i think it's an important place and also cool it was a cool dynamic to fuck in the scene and again let everybody know where they can hear the new band the the the, the, the instagram or whatever because we got people listening from all over the planet the smoking word is in the building. That's it. Yeah. It. Yeah. I've been listening for a while since you since you put this back on. Yeah. I've been a, a pretty thank you. listener, man. You thank got, you. One of my I got a though. lot. Thank you. I got a lot in store. I got a lot more, That's and I great. got I got some really good bangers coming on. But we have. I'm lucky. A lot of our listeners, literally from all over the planet. Like I can't say one spot. So. Shout out to all the listeners out there, but let them know where they could check out the new yeah, band. Yeah, let them know about all this stuff. Um, you could check out Lamakia at Lamakia Music on Instagram. It's L-A-M-A-C-C-H-I-A Music. Uh, the new album's coming out. It's called Thunderheads. It's coming out May 20th on Aqualam, uh, Aqualam Records. 
Uh, you can just find me on Instagram, man. You can find this guy, Michael MacGyver, of course. Yeah, yeah um, out there. Look us up, man. Uh, we're doing our thing, man. Uh, I'm so, so appreciative to for you to have us on, man. It's really- No, really no, I'm glad again. I'm glad, I'm, I'm happy to see you too. It was good to see you guys. It's been a minute. And also, and and I got a, before we get out of here, I got a promotional thing for you thing, a Lamakia with oat milk. So when you drop the record, you get a little Lamakia oat milk. Just saying, <laughs> that one's on the house. The other ones are going to cost you. But yo, everybody, <laughs> shout out to you guys. Check them out. Lamakia fucking um, Candiria. Check them out on Instagram. Yo, one love, fellas. I'll let you know when it drops. I'll send you guys the info. And um, Thank we'll you, talk bro. soon, fellas. Thank, Thank you, you so much, much man. You know what's up, fellas? One love and we out. Thank Later. you, dude. Thank you. <laughs>